Bye. Ooh, that was way too loud for everybody's ears. Oh, that wasn't that loud for me, but I didn't like it. <laughs> That's fair. <laughs> Whatever. Uh, welcome back to your favorite mediocre podcast, Gay as In. We are here. We are queer. And we've got things to say. Ooh, that wasn't... There's a lot of movement on that. Yeah, no one... this is just a, a, an audio medium and not visual. That was just for you guys. Um, I am... I am Steph. I'm gay. I'm Alex. And I'm also, like, gay or whatever. <laughs> or something. Uh, we so have... It's just, like, stuff, like, queer. That's fine. Yeah. Um, one of my favorite people, Shannon, who's actually here today. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> we need to get an actual, like, soundboard. I, and just, like, have it be that for every button. There won't be any other sounds. It's just that one. <laughs> it won't even be us talking. It'll just be that on repeat, like, for an hour. That's basically what this podcast is. I think we would make it better if it was just that noise <laughs> but anyway uh one of my favorite people is shannon um once referred to themselves as uh what quaff queer as fuck <laughs> absolutely <laughs> um so we do have we do have um i feel like i'm yelling i don't know why we do have um a quaff person here today who is one of my favorite quaffs Thank you. Y'all can't see my 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 visual, but I'm like, what are you... <laughs> whatever movement this is. It's a very loving, giving gesture. Either yes. that, or it's like rubbing the underbelly of an animal. Like, <laughs> oh no, I have really fat cats. Okay, so there's a lot of this oh, happening. Yeah. I... Very rotund. Yeah. So sometimes you just gotta rub under the belly because it's all soft and fuzzy and flabby, and I love it. That's not what we're doing. Anyway. Um, anyway. So, <laughs> so yeah, we have our um, a, we have a quaff in the house. Welcome to our mediocre podcast. I am I'm so thrilled to be here, as I am particularly mediocre. <laughs> 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 and I think it's it is it is a it is a impressive podcast. An impressively mediocre podcast. <laughs> Thank you. We're just above expectations. <laughs> I think we're like hitting expectations. I wouldn't go just. I, know, I, I wouldn't go quite that far. I know you're just being overachiever over there. Over there, you know, go getter. <laughs> Who are you saying this to? <laughs> Weird. Yeah, I was talking to you. I know. I'm like looking at you. I'm like, can't you tell that I'm looking at you? <laughs> yeah, I can't really tell that you're looking. <laughs> whatever either way um yeah so we're gonna hear we're here we're gonna be talking about a lot of stuff because um shannon has lived several lives um (laughs) (laughs) i'm not like a mystical creature i swear (laughs) like (laughs) yes you are (laughs) just just a queer thing in the woods (laughs) (laughs) i was literally gonna make like an excalibur joke just like found at the bottom of the lake Our special guest. (laughs) That's really my dream to be introduced as a swamp goblin. (laughs) Well, now's the time. (laughs) Now is the time. Um, So, yeah, so you have lived, um, you've had a very interesting, a lot lot of things in your life has happened so far before the age of 35. Uh, I feel like, didn't you like live in the UK and like, yeah, yeah. Your dad has a boat. <laughs> <laughs> I love, okay, we have a mystery.
minuscule guest who was found at the bottom of the lake. And the mystical parts about it are their dad has a boat. Uh, my dad does have a boat. He loves his boat so much. Um, yeah. He has ruined it many times. He actually got an award for uh, busting his engine on a uh, rock. And that's how you ended exactly. up at the bottom of the lake. Exactly. That's my origin story. <laughs> You were birthed at sea. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> uh, yeah, I I lived I lived in uh, Wales for a bit and uh, did a couple uh, different projects uh, in Prague and in um, Edinburgh, Scotland. Prague, Jack. Nice. Oh, I love a pun. <laughs> That's brilliant. <laughs> Thank you. Um, yeah, I don't know. Uh, also, glory the you know beautiful Virginia <laughs> as well <laughs> um, Colorado for a bit New England just just vibing just bouncing wherever <laughs> yeah you just kind of go with the exactly. flow um, I want to I want to say nomad but I feel like you stay longer than most nomads do it's true you know? it's it's because I'm a lazy nomad like I'll I'll, I'll, I'll go where the wind really brings helpful. me as soon as I get off the couch <laughs> the wind as... has to be strong enough to exactly. get you off the couch and then, I was gonna yeah, say as long as it's yeah, like a really like cool. a storm of some sort it really has to be blowing <laughs> it's true <laughs> not just a light breeze exactly <laughs> uh <laughs> So speaking of Colorado, when you said that, I remembered you telling me a story about knowing you worked with somebody who, no, yeah, you worked with somebody who Trey from South Park based Cartman's mom off of. Yeah, yeah. Did I get that? That is is a true thing. Um, Yeah, she is a... um... She was a choreographer for a, um, a theater community theater group. Um, it, I, it, it got passed along to me um, from one of my coworkers that she had this backstory, but um, I mostly knew her as the director of Hairspray. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, and yeah, yeah, that was that was her. Expo, you know, minute of fame or so. <laughs> was she? Um, I'm sorry for the listeners. Literally, like my wavelengths are going like crazy. The washer is running. Um, so was she like just like a super whore, or was she a very nice lady who just had this? It was she a very promiscuous, nice oh lady? <laughs> um, <laughs> I mean, I. I I I only encountered her in the uh, professional capacity. <laughs> um, okay. <laughs> um, I I I think that there were feelings from the creators of that character that uh, were connected to their personal experiences. <laughs> um, <laughs> but I, I I you know we were we were really you know living it up and magical fictional Baltimore (laughs) okay I just I thought I always for some reason I think about that all the time 
<laughs> I know. It's just it just really kind of just makes you like wonder about like the people that you encounter in your life. Like, oh, is is this you know random person on the street like actually the inspiration for like I don't know a character on a Cartman's horror mother? Exa- yeah, as you do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, as one does. So were you? So were you in this production of Hairspray? How? Did <laughs> <it happen laughs> yeah. Um. So they were. Um, uh, so I worked for a town out in Colorado who had a, a community arts center, and um, we um, were receiving venues. So we mostly um, were producing uh, concerts and like other um, touring acts, but um, they do also work with community organizations, and um, so this was, um, you know. Uh, non-professional production of Hairspray and what we were doing were essentially um, providing the infrastructure um, for them to put on this production even though it wasn't their venue. Um, So I was just kind of helping out on uh, production meetings, you know, taking notes and uh, coordinating spaces for rehearsals, you know, very exciting Excel spreadsheets. The queers do love a good spreadsheet. Uh, oh my god, yeah. Like, uh, just just the idea that the world could fit into cells is just, like, so, so satisfying. <laughs> <whole> yeah. <laughs> America is run on Excel, and that's it. It's just, like... <laughs> oh my god. Like, I now... I, so, I randomly fell into, like, this finance industry job, and, like, I'm learning that, like, literally the entire world finance system is like run on just like a single excel spreadsheet and like sketchy emails <laughs> like it's stunning yeah that sounds yeah, about right yeah totally <laughs> checks out <laughs> yeah yep and microsoft is like making bank off this shit they're like yeah we own that <laughs> right <laughs> for real like everything and everybody uses excel if they don't they're using like the google sheets oh like, yeah they're using some yeah. sort knock of off excel, excel. like some yeah. Store yeah. brand Excel. Something's happening there. <laughs> um, um, did you, so where did you, so when you were in college, so okay, let me back this up. So you grew up in, on the Cape, Yeah, right? yeah. Well, yeah, I, uh, well, so Cape Codders would call me a Washator, even though I moved there when I was seven. Um, <laughs> if, if you're not born <laughs> in a house on Cape Cod or Cape Cod or Falmouth Hospital, you're a Washashore. Um, so technically, I guess I'm from Billerica, but like, again, no memory of that. Um, well, not no memory. I, I'm still, I'm still in touch with my childhood best friend from Billerica, um, who also worked in, in film, um, but again uh interesting industry that tends to burn people out um but we're gonna talk about oh yeah (laughs) um yeah cape cod um and then um you know grew up there which is like a weird place to grow up a tourist place and then like everybody leaves the rest of the year um and then yeah uh went down to Virginia for college, how I met, um, your roommate Steph, Amelia, um, and yeah, came back to New England, then went abroad, then Colorado, and then back, back to New England. New England has my heart. Isn't there a song that's called that, or is that something else that... 
Jonathan Richards um, has a song, New England. Um, Boston, yes. Yes, he he has Roadrunner, which is uh, a very Massachusetts-esque uh, song, and then one that is just like, the chorus is just like, oh, New England. No one can compare. <laughs> which, My friend which Catherine I'm pretty sure. is obsessed with him. Like, literally, she just gets hammered and then just, like, puts on his music videos. Or not music videos. That's not a thing. YouTube videos of live concerts. <laughs> I actually... And just goes, oh, Jonathan, oh. I had a funny encounter with him. Um, I think it was the Solid Sound before COVID. And he was just, like, really enamored with... Um, the bridges of Mass Mocha and um, was just like, you know, checking out the concrete um, and, you know, just <laughs> living his best life, just wandering the grounds. <laughs> it was funny watching people going up to him. You know, he's, he's just, you know, this older dude who's just, he, he, he was just trying to get some food and people were com- coming up to him and just like, you know, explaining how much his music has impacted them. And he's like, cool, 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 cool. How are those dumplings? <laughs> <laughs> I think that kind of like goes back to, I've got uh, two things. It kind of goes back to what you were saying about like just walking past people in the street and being like, to me, it could just be some old Right. Oh, just, yeah. Like, chilling and vibing and checking out some, some concrete. Um, and the other thing is that I think that I'm pretty sure that the new um, uh, Brighton Alston venue is based off of... Um, that song roadrunner it's oh roadrunner. that's brilliant i love that that's great yeah there was a, a you know being a mass hole um there was a push for uh roadrunner to become the state's rock song but then like people were like no it has to be an aerosmith song i don't know where it landed if we if we have a state <laughs> rock song or not i got it <laughs> I gotta know. I feel like people would be pushing for like Sweet Caroline or something. Oh yeah, yeah. That's that's another one. <laughs> yeah. I... uh, what's his name? Uh, Adam Ezra has a song called "The Devil Goes Down to Boston." He's from Chelsea, and <laughs> it's very, it's very, it's very New England. <laughs> pretty much, and it has the whole fiddle. It has the whole. It has the whole hoots and hollers and. That all that fun stuff, but if y'all haven't heard um anything from Adam from Adam Ezra, I would suggest the Devil Goes Down to Boston. Perfect, very, very good. perfect. Thank you. Very very good. Alex, are you looking up a state? I am a state song. I, I'm seeing I'm seeing things about it. When so like when I put in put it into Google Massachusetts state rock song as my query, it said Roadrunner. Perfect. So. Yeah, I. I, I I think I, that should be the state rock song, but Yeah, the other one uh was specifically Dream On by um uh by Aerosmith. Yeah. But I don't have anything to back up this uh No sources. <laughs> no primary sources. <laughs> no sor- no sources. No sources here. Um Yeah. I'll get Steven Tyler. We're, we're gonna say right it now. for the sake of this <laughs> mediocre podcast. That's that's true. And uh, we don't stand behind it. <laughs> yeah, that's that's pretty much the message every single episode. Uh, we don't know what we're actually talking about, and uh, don't take our word because we uh, just uh, some mediocre podcast. <laughs> it's like we we're two people with microphones. Like who made us in charge? <laughs> no one. You did. We do whatever the fuck we want. <laughs> yeah. 
That's right. <laughs> That's damn right. Um, so you, when did you get into like the, I don't want to say showbiz, <laughs> entertainment, the arts. entertainment industry. <laughs> um, see what I did there? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so, like, I definitely was always into, like, like, music and, like, band and stuff in high school, um, and I, I, I just vividly remember, like, after Nao and I went to our first Nine Inch Nails show, and I was just like, these are people who do that, there are, there are actual people, like, normal people can become this and I was like how and then I like forgot to like pursue that for like a while (laughs) I took like a arts management course um down in Virginia and I was like this is cool and then I dropped out uh (laughs) but it was it was really honestly um you know I'm not uh I am not one to hold up the higher education system as a um, I don't know, something good. <laughs> um, but I, I was going to school and working on my associates and I had a advisor at my community college who was just like, Hey, here's this transfer program for Massachusetts students. And you just type in what your associates is and how it'll transfer to these different state school programs. And I did that. And then like, uh, an arts management uh, bachelor's degree program popped up in North Adams, and I was like, "Cool, that's that's it." <laughs> and um, so it definitely went like the more regrettably expensive track of um, getting into the industry via uh, higher education. It 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 was a program where we had a class that was like. A live events class and, and like a museum studies class and um, my um, future like boss at Mass Mocha um, was a professor there and um, we got on pretty well and um, so when I had finished up a um, my internship at um, the Arts Foundation of Cape Cod I fell into uh, perpetuating internship at Mass Mocha for a year where every time <laughs> they're they're only like like uh like there's like three a year and like I would end an internship and I would be like can I can I stay a little bit longer <laughs> um <laughs> so yeah I was there for like a year and that was just performing arts um and also other museum things um, but that was really when I started doing, like, less, like, one-off events and more like, okay, we, we do events here every weekend. Um, mm-hmm. and, yeah, just, I, I fell into kind of the artist services side of things pretty quick, um, mostly because, like, I don't know, I grew up working in restaurants (laughs) and like I don't know it's backstage and like you know being on the line in a kitchen are very similar um uh and like I just jived a bit more with like the personalities backstage rather than like being 
in front of house. Um, but these days, when I when I do work uh, events, it's mostly just festivals these days. And uh, I'll, I, I've I've really like kind of like shifted. I'm like, do not put me backstage. I'm too old. <laughs> like, um, so like now I do more front of house stuff, but actually still hanging out with like vendors who are really the contemporary pirates of America just in their little trailers going all over the place serving up so much food and um I like I like that I've kind of transitioned to that side of things because like now I can actually like watch the show (laughs) because like Mm -hmm. working backstage like the only the only break you get is like when they're performing (laughs) so like it's hard to be like you know I want to watch this person do this thing after working you know 72 hours straight or something like it's just it's just (laughs) um yeah so I kind of shifted my lineup there but still love I just even even this morning I was just like crying <laughs> as you do um <laughs> as one does every morning um over one of the uh, it was you know some green day video and it was just the audience before a show singing bohemian rhapsody and like that it's it, it is really that 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 really made me want to be in events is like humans coming together for like a communal experience because like I I mean I love artists Mm -hmm. and I love supporting artists I love working with artists as they make new work but I also genuinely just love seeing like a crowd of people just like enjoying themselves it's just like I, I it gets me every time so Dude, that's honestly like what like one of the reasons why I'm like a pit person. I mean, mostly it's because of like the artist. Mm-hmm. Like I just want to be I have really bad FOMO and I want to be like right there always. But like also like it's a different kind of vibe, you know, cuz like everyone is just like right there and like so pumped and just like, yeah. Absolutely. And, like y'all have something in common, you know, and typically if you like the same like if you're there for this artist, you're going to have similar um, you know, you're gonna like similar music, and then you always start mm-hmm. finding each other. It's just always just like a fun, like, little bubble to be in, like just like I don't know, yeah, being around people. It's like so the so the queers who are coming to stay with me, um, they're mo- it's mostly queers. I think there's like a straight person or two. Um, they're following uh, Canadian treasure lights around on her. We've got one person who's following her for the whole tour. Um, and then some other people who are who are jumping on that bandwagon like towards the end um and so these are all people that i met on her forum like over a decade ago mm-hmm. and that like you know with the with the pandemic we got back in touch um and like started like talking to each other again after like i think at the last time i talked to these people was like seven or eight years ago prior to um prior to the pandemic and so now i've got a bunch of <laughs> a bunch of people coming to my house um to stay with me for us to all go to the boston show together and like have that experience where we've been following this artist for like for me it's been like 15 years like half of my life almost um 
and then like they're like hey come up to you know toronto for her show up here and then that would be like literally all of these people that i met on the internet <laughs> like like as a teen um it's just like so wild what what music can Absolutely. do yeah it really does like bring people together like i've met so many fucking people like just at a show or at shows and then you see you typically see the same people it's it's true you have your show friends yeah. like you're just like oh yeah like i ran into you at um I, there's somebody who like i ran into them at um at the saint vincent show and we were both wearing lights shirts and we're like nice shirt and then like we saw each other like in line for the show like a week later um and then you just see the same people like over and over again and then you start messaging and just being like hey are you gonna go see uh japanese breakfasts in town um are you gonna are you going to go see no yes <laughs> or like you just show up and you're like i know all three of you from this show this show and this show yeah yeah it's fucking awesome it's it's incredible and like as there are so many opportunities, you know, for community, especially through the internet. Like, I mean, I remember when I moved down to Virginia, like, the only person that I knew was, like, this woman from the Nine Inch Nails fan forum. And um, uh, it's it's just incredible how it, how it brings people together. And then the other, like, genre of, like, concert friend I love is just, like, the people that you never see again, but, like... For that <laughs> night, they are like your best friend. You're like, you're like lifting them yep. up to crowd surf, and like you're like, <laughs> it's it's. I got you, girl. I got you. Yeah, <laughs> like just just like you you just form these bonds so quickly because you're just there in the moment and like experiencing something that you both love at the same time. It's it's incredible, and I think like. Yeah that is just hitting so much harder like as we transition to like a new covid world when as people are like coming mm -hmm. back like i remember my first concert was uh saint vincent and it i i just like oh wait which which saint vincent show did you go to uh higher ground in vermont see that I have not been to that venue yet but i keep seeing like courtney brennett go through and you like just like all there? these other bands no, I haven't been there. Oh, it's awesome. Yeah. They're they're great. And that we so we also um they are one of our producing partners for like the festivals. So like they they are like in that like whole kind of like the Courtney Barnett world, the Wilco world. They're they're always bringing up great people. Yeah. Um yep. But yeah, just like the first first concert not post COVID, but in new covid world like uh, it, it, yeah. it just i i i just even even like the other concerts i've been after that like i i will still cry like i mean i cry at everything <laughs> so like that's not surprising but like i just like i just get overwhelmed sometimes it's just like oh my god like we're all here and it's just like it, it's just w one of the few times when I'm like humans are like good <laughs> like like yeah. going to concerts just like literally restores my faith in humanity every time just every time yeah yep I feel that it I don't know what it's like to be I mean I used to do like hard rock shows when I was a teenager um so I don't really know what it's like I mean, honestly, I was just, like, a drunken teenager, so I don't even remember those shows. Um, but I used to do the K-Rockathon, which was in Syracuse, New York. It was just the local 
rock station was k-rock and they had they threw a huge festival every year and it was just like huge like big bands like a whole bunch of them and just like you would just get trashed in the parking lot if you're underage and then you would go in and you would just rock out um like i dude i was thinking about that like one time about how like i used to like crowd surf i well i lost my fucking i lost my cigarettes and my wallet one time crowd surfing and like that's back when like i would smoke like the rolled cigarettes so they were in like, the hard plastic case yeah because i was too too poor to afford been there like <laughs> yeah <laughs> um but like i know that like uh, like some shows are just like straight up not chill you know like you see like that one woodstock when like people just started oh, yeah, burning shit down 94. like you know yeah. like yeah <laughs> yep it's not always just like peace love and like absolutely love, but it does get crazy i mean like i said i haven't been to like a hard rock show and i'm like probably generalizing hard rock concerts but um like you know you have like the violent mosh pits and stuff like that like that does happen absolutely but other shows that i've been to (laughs) which is getting away from that which you just reminded me like i'm so like i'm fascinated but also like scared of i had a friend who i think went to the gathering of the juggalos um which, like, to me sounds both terrifying, but also kind of, like, how I feel about going to, you know, see, like, a WWE wrestling event nowadays. Like, it's just so fascinating to see the people who are mm-hmm. there and just, like, get a vibe for, like, the crowd. Because, you know, like, wrestling's fun, for instance, because you have, like, 50-year-old dudes and, like, 10-year-old children, like, all screaming at the same exact thing it's like at these oiled-up yeah. men. <laughs> yeah, oiled-up men <laughs> in spandex. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah um with the uh, it's Steph, you're i think you're getting to the positive yeah no of concerts yeah which i'm got like a violent storm happening outside so i'm <laughs> sorry if uh that messes with the audio it's like like hyper violent like un- like onions now awake and looking out the window like what the hell is happening oh, i um i think we passed the storm on to you because it's now Probably. like drizzling and not thundering anymore so that's good Whoops, sorry. Um, little, little nugget. <laughs> little nugget. I love her and all of her face. I love her too. I can't like angle it properly because I've got wires <laughs> coming out of everything. But, but yeah, it's like, damn. Okay. <laughs> damn. Uh, like, tr- like truly, like I'm looking out the window and everything is shaking. Dude, that's that's literally like when, but right before we started recording, that was happening here. It was like thundering and like heavy rain, and I was like, I don't, I don't know what's going on outside, but we got. Some queer stuff to talk about. <laughs> so you think Mother Nature down. is gay? Because this is, like, very traumatic. <laughs> you okay, buddy? I think she is. You good? I'm just, like, monitoring. Just to make sure, like, nothing's gonna, like, blow over. Or, you know, making sure that the kitten isn't scared. But hey, you know what? After the storm, there might be a rainbow. Mother Nature so, is gay. So <laughs> gay. <laughs> Um, speaking of gay, um, I was just getting on the point that, like, most, like, queer shows, if not all queer shows that I've ever been to have been, like, real chill and fun and happy and everyone loves everything. Mm-hmm. Um, but speaking of queerness, I wanted to touch base, um, speaking of queerness, this is a queer podcast. Um, I wanted to touch base on, like, kind of, like, how you came into your rainbow of life shannon like what how did how did you stumble upon the the queer lifestyle Absolutely. uh 
Well, um, it's funny. I, not too long ago, I was I was house sitting for my dad, and like I found like one of my old diaries, um, and like I just, you know, I was raised Catholic, so like, you know, was an altar server didn't really have a lot of exposure to a lot of queer um ness um in my everyday and like I just found like this little entry I was just like I just find myself thinking and I this was like sixth grade I was just like I find myself thinking about girls as 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 boys and as girls and I just I just don't I don't feel bad when I think about that. It's <laughs> just like, oh my god, that you baby. So um, <laughs> um, so like, I definitely, you know, honestly, I'm not sure I would have been as comfortable like in my queerness without my best friend Naosha, um, just because like she was raised so exposed to um, queer people and like. Just, like, you know, her mom is bisexual. She's, you know, been in both male and female relationships as Nate was growing up. And, like, I just... I I honestly don't know how, how you know, how my life would have gone without her. Because, um, like, we... We both, like, came out to... Each, I mean, like, I think, like, Nao was always just, like, girls and boys. That's great. And then I was like, girls and boys, that's great. And then, um, you know, I, I spent like a whole, like my whole teens as like being out in, at high school and then like not out at home, um, which was, which is very funny to me because like my parents are, are, you know, they're not homophobic. Like I, one of, one of my dad's like best friends is uh lesbian and like it was exposed to them like i never like heard anything that was like we don't like queers um mm -hmm. but like i just like couldn't do it i couldn't come out um and then i went to a girl's school <laughs> in virginia for college and then i was like you know women are amazing and kind of kind of changed from like I was self-identifying as like bisexual and then like in college I when I did like come out it was like as a lesbian even though like that's not how I identify now um yeah. but like it's I, I'm glad that I did come out to my parents like when I did um I, I don't know it's I don't want to like put a damper on like the mood, but uh, like I came out to my mom on like her deathbed. <laughs> oh, yeah, <laughs> I was like, S send your daughter to an all girls, all women's college. They say right, exactly. <laughs> yeah, like she was literally, and like you know, I've I've been wanting to come out to her, and then like like I came home and I was just like, oh my god, like she's dying. Like I got to do this, or like I'm I'm going to regret it so hard. And like I I just told yeah. her I was like, and she wasn't very you know with it, but I was just like, mom, I have a girlfriend, and she's like, that's so good, that's so good. <laughs> and um, I'm like so grateful that I like at least have the awareness to do right, like, <laughs> um. And, and 
yeah and then like but like i still can come out to my dad it's just so it's just so interesting to me like where did where did this where was the stigma coming from like it wasn't i I think i think it's just society and stuff like i I blame yeah yeah like absolutely (laughs) just like like my like your parents could be loving like the whole time but then like you know you see all of these i feel like media has like shifted a little bit into like a more positive tone in terms of people coming out but like around the time that like you know like myself being like a teen like all of the stories were like they don't accept you at first maybe and then it'll be fine but like that trying to get over that hump of like acceptance like you want to feel accepted immediately because it's so hard to come to terms with or at least like it was and should not be yeah and yeah i think i think that that's like that's why it's so important to have like such better you know broader and better representation of queerness in the media because we only see coming out stories as traumatic and like that's not a universal experience like obviously those stories are important and need to be told but they aren't the only facet and like yeah absolutely like media like influenced that for me totally yeah i agree with that um i'm gonna i'm gonna end this call and start a new one yeah um just keep recording i'll just edit out edit out the uh time space c c okay talk to you in two seconds two seconds hi welcome back I was just about to tell Alex um, why I call you Shannon, <laughs> <laughs> but but we'll get to the, we'll get back to that after. I wanted to continue the um, uh, the representation. It's it, uh, a conversation we have, which is funny because I'm pretty like me and Alex have this conversation like every episode. <laughs> it never is not true, and it's never not relevant. Absolutely, it's like always <laughs> like it's like the most important thing, honestly, when it comes to like society and queers i guess is just like representation and it's like i I blame capitalism for my problems i blame the patriarchy for my problems and i blame poor media representation (laughs) for my problems it's always one of those three valid yeah Yeah. where's the lie true to all of that (laughs) yeah show me it you won't you can't find it It's it's not there um but like even i think me and alex talked before about like the like coming out and like being like automatically accepted is important but also like just having representation where it's like there is no like coming out stories like yes there's a character and they're queer there is no like it's just they happen to be queer and there's no like dramatic story that led up to mm-hmm. it it's just here is a character they are queer yeah like not yeah because like, <laughs> like that's life <laughs> like like yeah, i yeah. i mean like i th- i think that that is like so important that like not every queer story needs to have a coming out story because like like we do have like many coming outs like just as existing but like i think i think it, i think like having that like flipped to like I don't know. People just shouldn't assume shit. <laughs> like, I just now assume everybody is fucking queer, and if they have to come out, they have to come out of the street to me. So, sorry. <laughs> yeah. I like that a yeah. lot. Everyone is queer. Sorry, I um have work stuff beeping in, but they can hold the fuck up. They can, they can wait. The this is more important. Yeah. 
yeah um yeah for in terms of like coming out it's funny because i've definitely you know it depends on like the the people that you're coming out to um like two of my favorite ones were you know me switching over my auto insurance when i moved in with my partner when i had to come out to my auto insurance (laughs) agent who's known my family for like three decades because he was like oh is anybody else going to be driving your car like you said that you moved in with your partner is he going to be driving it and i was like she will not be driving my car thank you (laughs) um and then and then like my grandparents who you know like there's like a couple of layers there where you're like it's an older generation who's like might not be you know up to speed or like chill and also the religious layer where like my grandmother is a very religious woman um and it's it's funny because yeah it was kind of like coincidental how i came out in that regard and i know that the people listening have heard this but guess what you get to hear it again (laughs) it's very fun um where you know, I I was, like, talking to my grandparents at the Applebee's for lunch at, like, just, you know, talking about what I was up to. I was like, oh, you know, I've been going into Boston to, like, go to concerts and stuff. And, you know, they got into a conversation where my grandfather was like, oh, like, I, you know, used to, like, go into Boston to, to take my, my classes for, you know, he worked in, like, um, cleaning out, like, people's, like, oil container things in their basements or whatever. Um, and he was telling me about how, you know, like he would like go to his little classes and then go grab a beer from a random bar in the area and then take the train home. And he said that one day he walked into a bar, ordered a beer and then realized, like he looked around, he realized that he was in a gay bar and he walked out. And then my grandma, uh, gave him like a slight, like, just like, you know, just a little love tap, just like a quick, like, whoop, just like a little smack. Um, it was just like, like, why? Like, why did you do that? Like, why did you, like, walk out? And he was like, again, remember, Applebee's, middle of the day. Um, Grandpa goes, I just don't understand those gay men always touching each other's butts and stuff. And my grandma, (laughs) (laughs) my grandma hits him again, hits him again and goes, like, what if one of your grandchildren was gay? And I was just like, guys, boy, do I have something to tell you. (laughs) And so... And so I, I came out to both of them, and I was like, yeah, like, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm gay. I'm sure that you you'd probably knew already. And my, my grandmother was like, yeah, like, I, I figured as much. Um, does your dad know? And at that point, like, I, I had come out to to my dad, who whose reaction, like, wasn't great. And one thing that he had said, like, it was, like, fine. It was, like, he, he boils, boiled down to, I love you, you're my kid, but it's a sin. That was the the sentiment, and my grandmother, a very religious woman, um, was like, "Your father said that mm-hmm. to you, like, like Jesus loves everyone." I'm talking to that boy, so I got my dad in trouble. Excellent. Um, and then, yeah, she like, it seemed like my grandfather wasn't paying attention. And then she hit him again, um, and was like, "Did you hear what she said?" And he was like, "Yeah," and he kind of like mumbled, but he like they were like my grandmother, who I was like so mm-hmm. worried because again, like everybody in the media being like oh if somebody's super religious they're not gonna be cool with you being out and she was like my biggest supporter i got my dad right, in trouble yeah. because he wasn't like my number <laughs> one supporter you know it was like you it's like you don't know what's gonna happen until you talk to the person who like you know on the other end i was like mom i'm bringing my girlfriend to this thing didn't mm-hmm. bat an eye i was like didn't you hear me, what i said and she was like yeah we know you're gay we still love you and just like the end of conversation <laughs> like that was the whole that, that was the whole thing and like i think that if somebody's going to be doing like media representation on a coming out, like there has to be those like multiple facets where you've got one person who's like, truly, I don't give a shit. And then 
like I support you but like we know like I don't like it's not a big deal and then you've got the other end where it like it's not like great but like you know it's like fine they're not gonna right, kick you out right. or anything um and just like have it be a little bit more positive Absolutely. I think like because it is a joy yeah. it's a joyful thing because like I think that like I think that w- one of the things that I really appreciate for the queer community for grateful for the queer community for it is just like I wish everybody just gave as much thought into like these questions of like identity like because I feel like like we are you know it's a it's it's a whole rainbow of diverse Mm -hmm. um ways to identify and I just think that like if it, I think I think it would be great for if if everybody had more a little bit. The straights can have introspective moments too. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say like introspection is for everybody, but like when society is like forcing you to look at yourself because your identity isn't like quote unquote like mm-hmm. the norm. Um, you know, there's almost like, and this is like probably like a positive the <laughs> the only positive thing. Um, of, like, living in, like, a heterosexist society is that, like, you know, you have this time to yourself to, like, think about, like, who you are as a person, think about, you know, like, what is my gender? Like, there are some people in the world who are, like, I've never thought about it for a second. Yeah. (laughs) And that's, like, like, I feel like almost, I feel like saying that, like, I feel like a better person for it is, like, a little bit much mm. but it, it's that's the idea is that like i feel like a, a better person for like having to examine myself in such a minute yeah. way um in terms of like figuring out like you know sexuality gender like pre- gender presentation mm-hmm. like there's so there's a lot i think i think you are right though i think that some straight people would probably be better <laughs> off if they took the time to, to like think a little bit more <laughs> on it but i think it's like a, like a maturity thing like i feel like you're like I automatically look at someone who does that as being like a more mature person rather than just being like, oh, well, I like I just always knew that I was normal. It's like, but just because you are that cisgender person who just automatically just went along with it and never actually looked a little deeper into right. that. Like maybe maybe you're not quite what you <laughs> yeah <think>. yeah <laughs> like society says that you are yeah yeah like I don't know I just I think it. I just hate everybody. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> just to reduce it down a little bit. Yeah. I just hate it's funny all. because when you start like asking these questions of people who identify as straight, um, there's somebody in my life who you know came out to like their mom, and their mom was like, "Oh, those like like came out as bi to their mom," and was like, "Oh, like." Their, their mom was like oh like those feelings are normal like i've thought about like being with girls before and it's like <laughs> and you you think that that's like you think that you're a heterosexual right? yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> no well not everybody can be nao's mom i wish that everybody was nao's <laughs> mom because then everyone would be brought up um with i don't know better fucking like morals as a human <laughs> first of all <laughs> I've just been brought up cooler because Nao is wicked fucking yeah, cool. Yeah, like. Her mom's pretty fucking cool. She she lives on a mountain with uh her she's she's in a um a, a triad situation with a married couple and like they're all committed but like you know 
paper. Um, yeah. How long has she been with? Like, she's been with them with a long time, hasn't she? Um, yeah. So, um, I, I, I feel like we just had this conversation. It was when I was back on Cape, so probably probably like at least ten years at minimum. Um, That's cool. And they're great. I mean, like, w- what a what a relationship like so Neo's mom just got elected town clerk of their small rural town um her, nice. her last name is also Lestat I don't know if if you if you have been acquainted with the vampire I was gonna say yeah, the vampire no, exactly like her mom changed her name to the last name Lestat um, um and uh yeah so she's the town clerk um, Suzanne is uh, a therapist specializing in relationships, I think. Um, mm-hmm. And then Paul is this pretty well-known um, uh, artist for uh, pagan work. So, like, pretty much if you go into any, like, New Agey store and, like, there's, like, a statue of Freya or something, it's probably going to be one of Paul's. Um, That's cool. They're, they're just incredible. They, yeah, no. What what a life she lives up there. <laughs> um, yeah, parents. Wild. Yeah, I mean, it's like, I, I don't know, with the whole, like, don't say gay bill stuff, mm. too, it, like, really makes me wonder how much, like, how much of it is it at home... And how much of it is, like, stuff you learn outside of your home. Because if you don't have parents that, you know, like, Nao's mom. Mm-hmm. And you have parents that are, like, wicked, like, conservative or whatever. And you have this don't say gay bill going on at school. Like, I mean, there's the internet. But. Right. Yeah. But even still. You know, if, yeah. Yeah. Like. Like. I, I just really feel like it, it's, it's such a last-ditch effort for conservatives to try and stop the tide from changing because like it's it's impossible for us to be this connected via the internet and have access to so many stories um and experiences and to still be like queers or are going to hell like i i yeah. just i just feel like like just i i i think there's there's no going back now like like it's resistance yeah. is futile um but <laughs> it's 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 still like so heartbreaking and disgusting at the same time like i i think a lot of it comes from like um how the queers are um i know i've talked about this a bunch of times on the podcast already but how like we are like over sexualized so when when parents are hearing that like oh they're teaching our children about um about queers and they're like they don't need to know like who's having sex with who and it's like that that's not even what like when you teach someone about like oh this man is married to this this woman the fucking five-year-olds aren't going to be like, well, I wonder how they have sex. Right, yeah. You know what I mean? So I think parents are thinking, like, okay, if we're teaching the kids, like, sometimes there's two moms, sometimes there's two dads. 
these five-year-olds are not going to be like, well, how do the dads do it? And how do the moms do right. it? Like, that's not what <laughs> the parents are thinking that, you know what I mean? Because like queers are just yeah. over-sexualized and it's like, it's not fair, first of all, because <laughs> it's like, bro, like that's literally not what, and I don't know if it's, I can't a hundred percent blame it on the porn industry, but like, I think a lot of it does have to do with the porn industry, mm-hmm. but that's just my personal opinion. I don't have, like, actual fucking statistics on that. You know, like, I support people who are in the porn industry and, like, cool. Like, you make a shit ton of money doing that. Like, rock on. But, like, I don't... I'm not, like, dissing the porn industry, but, like, I think a lot of it stems back to that, especially, like, like the lesbian lifestyle and everything. Like, it's just, like... It's not a lifestyle, Steph. <laughs> it's who I am. <laughs> it's not a phase, Mom. <laughs> not a phase. Um, but it's you brought up like a few a few different things, um, which you know. I mean, classically, like I mean, especially like um, women and, and like lesbians, like being over sexualized is like like a pretty major thing, like. I can't remember what post I was reading this morning on Instagram because that's how I learned things at this point. Um, But it was something to the extent of, you know, like once people get past like utilizing us for their own benefit, like as queer people where you you just like porn is like a great example where like, you know, like straight men watching lesbian porn, it's like that's like pretty much like the norm Um, where like once they get past like being able to use us when they want to. And having to deal with the fact that we're all people right. <laughs> who live yeah. lives, like, full lives that don't revolve around sex, like, then they're like, what are we supposed to do now? <laughs> <laughs> Realize that they're people? <laughs> are you kidding? <laughs> what a joke. <laughs> um, yeah, it's, there's, there's, like, and again, like, media representation as well. It's funny because, um, you know, I've, I've heard this being described as, like, the death rattle of conservatism where you know all of these bills being passed through is kind of like the last ditch effort of like the pendulum going Mm -hmm. one way um towards like you know like you have like and i I hate that you know the primary example of like gay rights is marriage because marriage doesn't apply to everybody but like you know having like that over here and then it's swinging back to like a more conservative like oh my god we let the gays get married we got to do something about this like and then passing like don't say gay and like anti-trans bills and all, all of that stuff um but it's just like you know the there's there's so much i could say about it um specifically you know like scrolling through twitter this morning i saw you know the the twisting of language via fox news like calling trans people groomers oh, for example which is like Christ. obviously obviously bullshit um but they like latch onto a word that has been used in like liberal media or like used by like you know leftists and all of that and then they twist it around to be like we know how to use that word too except they don't because they're not using it correctly at right. all um but just kind of you know scare it's like it's just scare tactics it's the red scare mm-hmm. every time like the gay the gays are coming into your home and making your kids queer it's like no now they have ways you know gen z's one of the queerest generations like ever outwardly um and it's because they now have access to like queer media and like it's becoming more the norm for people to be out and you know for younger people to be like i don't like i'll date whoever if i like them like that's fine um 
but it's it's not that there are more queer people it's just that it's more openly accepted and that scares yeah. conservatives for some for some reason it, it, this is all reminding me of um I, this was back in i think 2017 i was listening to an npr article um out in colorado and they were interviewing this um uh, muslim activist um and they were asked the question of you know is are are things getting better for like marginalized communities and they were like i've never seen it worse and i've never seen it better like i think i, th- I think we really are in like this very unfortunately too interesting time of um yeah you know that um you know we are getting better media representation we are getting more systems in place honestly just like support systems of like resources Mm -hmm. for queer people um and i i just it's it's just you know having these bills and these um you know radicalizations of of these uh, states is just like yeah you know absolutely it's 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 just it's so hard to identify how how i even feel like it's 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 again yeah. like i i've never seen it better i've never seen it worse like i i just it it's how how is it that in this world where we're so connected like the red states are getting redder the blue states are getting bluer like like how 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 yeah it's just it's just a weird time everything's happening at once it's terrifying (laughs) (laughs) and exciting and beautiful and horrifying (laughs) yeah i can't think of a better way to describe it because it's like things are good but they're also terrible yeah dialectics man yeah. two things can be true at the same time it's wild mm-hmm. <laughs> true that homie true, true that. that um we are coming up on time but i was wondering if there was anything that you wanted to like promote or if there's anything that you felt like needed to be said even if it's off topic that hasn't been said or um any of anything if there's anything i mean i i i don't create (laughs) so there's nothing of my own creation um (laughs) to promote um but i think like anytime i have an opportunity my my little soapbox my permanent my permanent soapbox is just always you know mental health awareness um like i think that there we're, we're at a really interesting time again across the board like just in this period of transition where like people are talking about it more um and like people are getting help earlier and um getting access to different services but we still have such a long way to go and uh, i think that you know especially considering the topics discussed today between uh you know queer um identity which is as we're talking about uh uh introspection and everything like in identity like mental health is absolutely tied to that um and then also just you know 
arts and entertainment. I finished my master's last year and oh my god oh thank god (laughs) um and that was all about uh mental health and um how the arts and entertainment industry is really failing the workers um there's startling statistics about rates of addiction and suicide for arts and entertainment workers both on stage and backstage and um you know i'm i'm again what a period of transition from um, COVID. There's just been a a, a, a wealth of new um, organizations that are specifically targeting um, mental wellness in the industry. Um, there's now roadie specific um, addiction programs. There is new studies being t- done on um, mental wellness and arts and entertainment. There was just a, the biggest study ever done um, in, out of Australia um, surveying arts and entertainment workers. And, you know, it's just always the thing that I got to get out of my system. <laughs> I'm glad you I'm glad you do. <laughs> yeah, but I, I, I just um, there are so many resources out there um, that I, I'm just hopeful that the more that we're sharing and the more that we're sharing our personal experience and the tools and skills that we all have and have learned, um, I, I think things are hopefully gonna gonna be getting better for some people. But that's that's all I got to promote. <laughs> no, good. Nice. That was um, that was an ex- excellent plug, and I'm glad that. Um, you have, I'm glad that you have the knowledge to share and, um, all that fun stuff. I do want, like, again, I can probably, like, fucking have you for, like, six different episodes, <laughs> like, six different topics, but, um, yeah, I do, I have, um, I, we did a mental health episode one time with my friend Lindsay, um, but I think that every episode should be a mental health right. episode, <laughs> honestly. <laughs> Um, especially since it ties, uh, so closely with, like, the LGBTQ, AI+, all the other alphabets, mm. BLT. Alphabet ma- um, mafia. <laughs> my, my favorite, my favorite BLT. <laughs> um, fucking, um, community, because, like, it's just, it just does. Mm-hmm. It just fucking does. So, um, yeah, I think that it is, like, if not the most then like one of the most important things and living living this lifestyle that we that we <clears throat> that we choose to live <laughs> right <laughs> such a choice yeah, as one it's, does. it's just like it's just like the l word theme all those things that we're doing <laughs> yep <laughs> this is the way that we live yep. <laughs> so fucking stupid <laughs> I, I don't i'm not gonna apologize never for never apologize for <laughs> Yeah. Making fun of the L word. <laughs> oh, oh, Betty. That. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Betty. Hashtag Oh, Betty. Uh, Alex, is there anything that you um, wanted to plug or didn't get a chance to throw out there? Yes. Everybody, 
has to go to the movie theater or like wait till it's on demand. Gotta go see everything everywhere all at oh, once. Oh, I've heard. I've heard. Top top five favorite wow. movies of all time for oh, me cool. right now. It rules. Yeah, I would highly recommend. Um, it's a Daniels production. Um, one of their other better known films is Swiss Army Man. Oh yeah, um, yeah. Buck Wild film. Yeah. Um, but like a two and a half hour long movie. It's a personal growth film utilizing a multiverse mechanic. Aver- everybody's good at acting. It's funny. It will make you cry. It's just it's it it is everything. And also just a little like cherry on top is the uh, um, the song done for the film that plays over at the start of the end credits is Mitski and David. Uh. Um <laughs> And we stayed. We stayed. We stayed during the end credits to listen to the full song. Lovely, lovely work. Um, yeah, I can't say enough good things about it. Um, it's got everything. So incredible. What a review. Just, people got. People got to go see it. <laughs> it's on my list now. I'm very. I'm very picky. I'm oh. very picky about movies. I love. I love really bad movies. Like one of my favorite film experiences um, just before the pandemic was going to a midnight showing of Cats 2019. It's so much fun. Absolutely. It's, so, it's so terrible. Um, and then on the other end, like I, this movie is actually like genuinely good, well shot. I'm very particular about action sequence mm. filming. Um, I sound like an old person, like on my soapbox, being like, "It's moving too fast." <laughs> like they like when they like cut the shots like too quickly, where this very much is like oh, done yeah. super well. The editor must is whoever the editor is for this film deserves their own award metal pay raise <laughs> whatever they want um yeah everybody like check it out i was very fortunate to get to see it in the theater um because uh lovely coolish corner theater in brookline does uh sunday morning masked matinees for newer films nice. and so like it was socially distanced oh, cool. everybody had to wear their masks no concessions were sold um and, I, and i'm so glad that i got nice. to see it i'm surprised um dakota johnson's not in it I fucking love Dakota Johnson. <laughs> <laughs> we can't do this again, though. I can't go do another half hour of why I love Dakota Johnson now. <laughs> um, I <laughs> I'm not gonna promote Dakota Johnson. I'll let um, I'll let Alex do that. But I am gonna promote Lucius. Their uh, album Second Nature just came out. Yes, what's today? Friday, Saturday. Just came out yesterday. Um, pro- it's gonna be like three weeks from now when this. Re- <laughs> <laughs> yes so. you're right you're right yeah. uh it came out on the 8th of april 2022 uh produced by brandy carlisle and david cobb i do believe um so go get it absolutely <laughs> nice sick plug go to a show um oh i did also want to promote i just um went down to the paradise rock club and saw shovels and rope and um a gentleman by the name of Jeremy Albino opened and he was fantastic. Mm. He was really, really, really good. Mm. And I was like, damn homie. Um, so I got, um, he signed my, I bought a vinyl, he signed it. And then I got a, a fucking Jeremy Albino cone, <laughs> comb, like hair comb, just because he had it. And I'm like, yeah, I want one of those. Absolutely. <laughs> uh, I love niche merch like that. Just like, yeah. uh, <laughs> yes. Yeah. When he was like telling everyone to go buy his merch, he's like, Hey guys, uh, so I got merch over there. Um, I got a shirt with a horse on it. So you should get that one. <laughs> He's like, I got combs. 
<laughs> so <laughs> that was pretty cool. You sold me on the comb just by having them. And I'm like, yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> definitely. I'll get a fucking comb. Um, but yeah, his EP just dropped um, the other day as well. Um, Shovels and Rope has a new album out, which came out um, a couple weeks ago that I already got in the mail. And um, yeah, go listen to uh, Second Nature by Lucius because nice. I can't express my love for Lucius any more than I already do. They're just fantastic and incredible and talented. And that is all. <laughs> <laughs> so I guess... Uh, Stay gay. Oh, uh, I love that you didn't explain to our guests what we sign off with. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. Uh, first of all, I want to um, tell everybody to go send us some stupid voicemail at um, anchor.fm slash gayism. And, um, and then you can also uh, email us gayismpodcast at gmail.com. Yeah. And then Steph, what is what is the Instagram? I always forget. You, you got the email right this time, though. Um, Excuse you. <laughs> I get it right most of the time. The, the Instagram, the Insta is gay dot is dot. Nope. Gay dot as dot in dot podcast. Excellent. Dot nice. question mark. I don't know. <laughs> there, there might be another dot in there, but you'll see my bright shining face on there. You'll know it's, you'll know it's us. Um, do we want to follow Shannon on social medias? Uh, Shannon, even <laughs> uh, Shannon does have social medias Shannon does not look at the social medias uh but if Fair. you find me that's cool <laughs> i think i'm massachusetts <laughs> fox the most active i am is on tumblr.com so uh <laughs> How sick tumblr making that resurgence. i know it's really a renaissance it's incredible <laughs> i sent shannon a post on instagram like six months ago and she just replied like <laughs> yesterday yeah it was like lol <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah no uh yeah no socials <laughs> just tumblr which sure <laughs> fine <laughs> sure why not um all right well with that being said uh go find all of us and send us hate mail or whatever you want to do i don't care yeah whatever it's fine yeah, whatever but for... okay steph how do we end the podcast uh i'm gonna end it and then you can also end it with us telling everyone to just stay gay and say gay. Everyone should stay gay. And say ah. gay. Stay and say gay. Stay gay, stay gay. <laughs> that, that's it. Okay, bye. Incredible. <laughs>